Welcome to Rewished, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free. So we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season three. I'm your host, Jess Sabanko. And I'm your host, Mia Sabanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're discussing season three, episode seven, Power Outage. It originally aired on November 16th, 2000 and had 5.87 million viewers. All right, so I'll get right into the first scene. This episode starts out in Cole's apartment and it's nighttime and there's candles everywhere and there's a bra on the floor. Cole and Phoebe are in the bed making out and he notices like something's a little off and Cole's like, what? Like, tell me. And Phoebe's like, I don't know. It just seems like whenever I get close to you, you pull away from me. Why do you do that? What are you so afraid of telling me? And he says, Phoebe, don't, and turns away from her, but she cuddles up to him and she says, I want to know. I deserve to know. And then he sits up and Phoebe's, and he's like, Phoebe, you don't know what you're asking. And she says, whatever it is, you can't keep running from it. And you can't keep pretending that it's not coming between us. You can't keep hiding from the truth. And then in that moment, he turns into Balthazar and starts to attack her and she screams. And then he wakes up because that was all a dream. Wakes up in his apartment, freaked out and looks at the bed next to him and sees that Phoebe's not actually there. And then one of the guys from the triad is in his room standing there and says, that wasn't so difficult, was it? And he's like, what are you doing here? And Triad Guy says, I'm reminding you of your inner nature, Balthazar, one that would be in your best interest to reconnect with soon. And he says, I won't let you down. The guy says, you already have. You vowed to destroy the witches. Instead, you bedded one of them. He said, that was a mistake. I... And then the Triad waves his hand and an athame appears in Cole's hand. He says, find demonic help if you have to, Balthazar, but you better find a way to kill the witches or we'll kill you. And he teleports out, and Cole looks very stressed out. So, hot start. I know. <laughs> Interesting. We think we're getting a romantic moment, and then it turns into this. Yeah. Him trying to kill Phoebe, and then the triad planting that dream. Here's the thing that I don't understand. The triad must know where the girls live, no? Yes, absolutely. There is no doubt in my mind. So, how know. do they... How come they don't do it if they're so, like, mighty and powerful? I feel like the triad just, like, are, like, like, they don't actually do anything. They just try to get other people to do stuff for yeah, them. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Like, they don't want to get their hands dirty, but... Like, they'll kill Cole, but they won't kill the charmed ones. Right. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, I guess for plot's sake, it makes sense. Yeah, it's really confusing why they feel like they need to, like, hire someone. Like, are they not powerful? Are they just, like, smart? If there's such a higher power for these people, like, I don't, I don't understand it at all. But, whatever, I guess. (laughs) Because they're like, we'll kill you. It's like, I don't think you kill anybody. Yeah, I know. Like, why don't you just... And as we'll see at the end of this episode, I mean. Yeah, the... spoiler to the end but whatever doesn't quite work out like (laughs) (laughs) 
But also, I mean, just to go back to the Phoebe and Cole moment, I feel like this is like very realistic that this secret is clearly coming between them. And I'm kind of excited to see how we'll see like a real version of this conversation happen later on. Exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously this is not news that this is causing an issue between them, a rift, but obviously Phoebe doesn't know the truth. And I think he's well aware that he's kind of starting to really fall for her and wants to be able to tell her this secret, but also doesn't, is struggling with the demonic side of things. So I kind of wonder which side he's going to take in the end, but it looks like he's kind of fallen for her, you know, like he can't seem to. Yeah, I definitely see that, but I also see, and I mean, going into what's going to happen in the episode, I think he's going to try to like still play this demonic role and I just don't think he's going to be able to do it and I'm really excited to see kind of how that happens yeah exactly me too also I'd just like to say the candles everywhere fire hazard not safe not safe guys very dangerous in his dream he should be dreaming about a little more safety precautions but whatever (laughs) fire safety is no joke I don't know why I'm laughing (laughs) oh god anyway so then we have the theme and after that we're at p3 and it's nighttime the place is packed um we see the three sisters are sitting in the alcove together and prue's like all right we know that belthazor is not going to stop until he kills us phoebe and like we see that phoebe was like looking out at the club and she like turns back to prue and she's like in case you forgot evil triad agent Phoebe says, like you would ever let me forget, Prue. She says, well, if he's as powerful a demon as Leo says, he's probably going to be immune to our powers. That's why we need to practice our counterattacks, so the next time he shows up, we can get some demon flesh. It might help us with the vanquishing potion. Then Prue notices that Phoebe's getting distracted again, and she says, Cole is 45 minutes late. You would think he would be on time after he sleeps with a girl, you know? And just then we see Cole walk in and Phoebe like yells his name and stands up. As he's walking over, we like hear him talking to himself and he's like practicing how he's going to break up with Phoebe. And then he gets to her and apologizes for being late. And she like smiles and is like, oh, it's okay. And then Prue's like, Phoebe, we're doing an earthquake drill tomorrow at three. And Piper's like, I have a doctor's appointment. Prue tells her to reschedule it. And Cole tells Phoebe that the two of them need to talk. Prue again mentions the drill and Phoebe's like, that's fine, but I need to go to class after, so I need to use your car. And they're all being kind of like bickery with each other throughout this whole scene. But then Phoebe turns back to Cole and Prue says that she needs the car back for a photo shoot at P3, which apparently Piper did not know about. And there's also a homeowners meeting at their house tomorrow and she asks Phoebe to cover that. And Phoebe says no, but then Prue says she has to if she wants the car. So Phoebe says, I hate you. Prue says, no, you don't. You love me. And then Piper and Prue get up and leave. Then Phoebe's attention goes back to Cole and she's like, sorry about that. Sister stuff. You know, there's a fine line between love and hate. So what did you want to talk about? He's like, actually, I have to go. She's like, wait, what? He's like, I'm sorry, Phoebe. It's just this big case I've been working on. And I think I just had an epiphany on how to win it. And he like kisses her awkwardly. And he's like, forgive me. And then he leaves. So I 
love this whole scene. I think it's very sisterly, very realistic. Like, it's hard to describe it, but the kind of chaos between all of them kind of bickering at each other and Cole's attention and Phoebe, like, being all over the place. It worked so well for me. I thought this was, like, a very strong scene. And, of course, the whole earthquake drill where they're going to practice killing Balthazar. Like, that's such a prude thing to suggest. You know, it, I really liked this. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely think this is a really strong scene. And I think it's doing a really good job of setting up the conflict between the sisters. That's being going to become, like, the theme of the episode. Yeah. It definitely is. And Cole obviously noticing this because you see him looking around. Obviously, whatever idea he's thinking of, which we can assume has to do with killing the sisters is going to stem from this conflict based on how he's reacted and uh i'm excited to see where he goes with that yeah and i love the way like phoebe unwittingly like gives him the idea by being like there's a fine line between love and hate (laughs) right yeah he she really did set it all up and has no clue (laughs) exactly and also just like the awkwardness between them it's really interesting um and i really love the dynamic i feel like the two of them are playing this really well Mm -hmm. where phoebe just has no idea what's going on right and cole's so conflicted because he obviously doesn't want to break up with her he loves her but like he has to so it's like exactly so now we move out to the alleyway and cole is talking to his little shadow demon again and says tell the triad i figured out how to destroy the charmed ones and it like disappears into the manhole to go down and tell them yeah so interesting thing about the shadow i remember last week's episode um in primrose empath when we saw him like oh if i fail like you can tell the triad because now i'm wondering is the shadow who told the triad that he slept with phoebe oh because he did fail yeah i didn't even think of that you're right yeah that must be it wow i didn't even think of that because i'm like how else would they know are they just spying on him all the time and then i'm like no it has to be the shadow like this scene kind of reminded me that that's probably how they know wow i never put that together before me either but it just occurred to me so then back at the manor in the conservatory it's like afternoon and Piper is cutting a bagel and Prue's on the phone about her photo shoot. And she hangs up and then asks where Phoebe is as Phoebe walks into the room. And she says, do you know if Cole called? And Prue says, not since the last time you asked. And she's like, okay, I need some sisterly advice. Is he doing the whole blow her off after sex thing and I'm just not reading the signs? And Piper's like, probably not since the signs Prue read as an empath prove that he loves you. And she's like, okay, well, supernatural guarantees aside, I am getting the feeling that he's avoiding me. I mean, I have no idea where we stand. And Prue's like, well, maybe it has something to do with whatever he's hiding from you. And then suddenly the door flies open and Balthazar walks in and Phoebe yells demon and levitates in the air and kicks him. And then he throws an electricity ball at Piper and she freezes it. Then Prue astral projects behind him and kicks him towards Piper who then cuts his flesh and Balthazar then shapeshifts back into Leo and Leo's like, ouch, you got skin. And Prue goes back to her body and says that it was good, but Phoebe should kick a little harder and Piper should hesitate less before slicing. And then she's like, should we try it again? And Piper's like, no, I'd like to have a boyfriend left when this is over. And Phoebe asks for Prue's keys and she tells Phoebe to get food for the meeting Phoebe says she doesn't have time and neither does Prue. And then they both look at Piper like she's going to have to. 
And Piper's like, I guess I'll reschedule my doctor's appointment again. Which also, rescheduling your doctor's appointment, how did you get another one the same day? No, Doesn't literally. Doesn't make any sense to me at all, but okay. Normally when you reschedule a doctor's appointment, they're like, we'll see you in like three weeks. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't get in the doctor's that easily. It just doesn't make any sense. They're not like, oh, your appointment's at 12? Come at 3. Yeah, come. It does not work like that. (laughs) But I guess in San Francisco, things are different there. I guess so. 2000 San Francisco, you get a doctor's appointment like that. Mm -hmm. I don't even know why you need an appointment at that point. You just call them that morning and be like, can I come in? Yeah, can I come in? See you later. But think that phoebe in this scene i love that we get to see her whole like real emotions coming to play like it shows that without her kind of saying it you can see that like immediate moment of her like just falling in love so fast you know like they we haven't seen cole around for that long it doesn't seem like they've been that close but they fell for each other pretty quick and you can see the emotion in phoebe where she just can't get her mind off of him like i think we all can relate to that feeling of like the anxiety and everything and she plays it really well and then <laughs> the way that Leo, they had him being Balthazar and doing the practice, that was that was pretty good to me. Yeah, and I mean, going back to Phoebe for a second, I definitely feel like the relatability of these scenes, like her having all these questions about what happened, going to her sisters for yeah. that, like, friendship, that advice, and, like, them being so supportive of her, Piper in particular. I mean, Prue's more focused on the demons, right. um, which has kind of been her thing lately anyway. But I do think that this is really working for me and just all of Phoebe's emotional state and the way she's like really invested in her relationship throughout this episode is something very new from Phoebe. And I really like seeing this side of her. Me too. She's like totally become such a lover girl. I know. This is the part that we haven't seen too much of from her. Exactly. And I mean, yeah, like you were saying, the stuff with Leo, it's so funny Prue just being so like business focused and being like, let's do this again yeah, after like time. Piper's like, uh, we just hurt my boyfriend. Maybe yeah. let's chill. After cutting him, like where maybe we should chill out. But yeah, pretty, pretty solid scene, pretty solid practice, their whole like routine of getting Balthazar worked for me. Yeah, I like the way they're like more and more coming up with these plans for like up to attack for when they have these big battles coming up. I think it's really smart. Mm-hmm. Though one question I have, I guess Prue's being able to be awake in her astral form was only because of the power boost, because we're not seeing that again here Mm -hmm. like we did in the last episode, so I think that that was just because of that. Yeah, we wanted to see if that was going to, something that was going to stay after uh, the whole empath thing left her, which doesn't seem like that's the case. Yeah. So then after that, we go to Cole's apartment, and he asks some man... Um, have you ever destroyed siblings, sisters? And the guy seems like really annoyed and offended by this question. He's like, sisters, I pit nations against each other. I start wars, riots. And Cole says, I've reviewed your resume, Andres. Rather unfocused, actually. My needs are very particular. He says, I can infect anybody, anybody who's angry. I turn that anger into rage, rage that continues until they commit an act of violence. And then Cole says, think you could work your magic on the charmed ones? And he says, you said sisters, not witches. And Cole says, but they are sisters first and foremost. And I believe that is their Achilles heel. Break that bond and we break the very foundation of their powers. Without their powers, they're defenseless. And then Andrus asks which sister they should start with. 
And he says, the most vulnerable, the youngest, and smiles. Fuck That's you, Cole. Cole, that is so bold that you're trying to have him go after her first. Maybe it's like a get her out of the way to before he changes his mind kind of thing. I also think that's a total revelation of what his plan clearly was. Like right. he, his plan was always go after the most vulnerable, the youngest. That's why he chose Phoebe. Right, right. Not knowing obviously where that relationship would lead to. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that it was going to turn out, turn into uh, what it did, an actual relationship. Exactly. And I mean... This is interesting. We've obviously seen Cole outsource before multiple times, Mm -hmm. but I'm really interested in kind of this plan. And it seems like he doesn't want to kill the Charmed Ones once again. He just wants to end their powers. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like he's trying to find a way to get around having to actually kill them and just remove their magic. So that way he doesn't have to hurt the woman that he so obviously does love you know yeah and it's kind of a repeat of last episode i mean last episode he was like okay i'll only kill prue now this episode he's like i'll kill none of them yeah exactly (laughs) it's gotten less and less each time and this guy just seems like a total jackass but we'll see how that goes yeah we'll see we'll We'll see. see what we think of andreas once again we're seeing that cole's really smart he knows that they're more than just witches right And I like when the demons get the idea to play on the human aspects of the sisters and use that against them. I always think those are the best plans rather than just outright attacking them. Exactly. Agreed. So now we are on campus at Phoebe's uh, college and she's on the phone with Prue and she's telling her that her class ran late. So she's running a little late, but she's on her way. And then she gets to the car and sees Cole there waiting, and she hangs up on Prue. And she's like, what are you doing here? And he says that he made a break in the case and is taking the afternoon off. And he's like, I came to apologize, Phoebe, for walking out on you so abruptly. That was rude. And she was like, yeah, it was rude. And he says, I'd love to make it up to you. I made early dinner reservations at Rizzo's. I was hoping we could talk. And she's like, about what? And he says, about the other night, you and me, where we stand. And she's like, I would like to. I actually would really like to. But I promised Prue that I'd do the homeowners meeting tonight. So, and then they both kind of nervously laugh. And he's like, oh, I understand. And kisses her and then starts to leave. Obviously knowing what he's doing. And she stops him and is like, wait, like, I could probably get Piper to handle the meeting. And he's like, yeah, you sure she won't be angry? And Phoebe's like, oh, she's going to be furious, but she'll just suppress it and take it out on me later. Pick me up in an hour. And then they both do these little, like, growls at each other. And uh, she gets in the car, and he, as she's leaving, he makes the gas start leaking as she goes. He knows what he's doing. Cole is smart, man. I know. Like, he's so good at playing her. Yeah. It's sad. It is, because I'm like, I really like them together, but at the same time, I'm like, this asshole. Right. He's Like, he knows when to, like, turn on that charm. Like, he really is, like, King Gaslight. He really is. Master manipulator. For real. But, I mean, the plan, it's smart. It works well. You know, get the sisters a little more angry at each other. Phoebe, you know, make Piper angry at Phoebe. And then he does the whole gas leak thing so that there's no gas in the car. Prue will be angry at Phoebe. You know what I mean? It's going to be 
I can kind of see where he's headed with this and it's not a bad plan. I'll give him that. No, it's smart. It's just evil. It's evil. It is. See that dark side of him. And like their little cuteness with each other. Like I can't even deal like that. They're like, oh, and I'm like, oh, I know. It's like (laughs) makes my heart sad. They are cute together. They are, and I just, like, the more and more I see of him manipulating her, the more I feel like this isn't gonna last, and it's just like, I I want it to. It makes me sad. Just change, babe. Change for her. Just be good. Just be good. Just be good. That's all it takes. So then we're back at the manor, and we're in the living room, and the homeowner's meeting is going on, and we just see a bunch of, like, random people who I guess are their neighbors all arguing with each other. Then we cut to the kitchen, and Piper and Leo are in there, and Piper trips over Prue's camera equipment and is so annoyed, and she's talking about how she can't believe she got roped into doing the meeting, and Leo asks how it happened, and she says they didn't have time. He's like, and you do? She's like, well, my doctor's appointment doesn't count as high priority, and he's kind of like, oh, well, couldn't you have just done, like, simpler food, like chips and dip, and she's like, Leo, I was a chef. And he's like, maybe you need to tell your sisters how you feel. Or better yet, next time, just say no. And he's like, okay, Leo, you obviously do not have sisters. One minute you're arguing about something, and then suddenly you're arguing about who stole who's Malibu Barbie in 1979. And then Prue walks in and asks if Phoebe's home, and Leo goes down to the basement to grab some waters for the meeting. So I love Piper here. I mean, we've discussed how Piper's kind of more of a held back character uh but we've seen her personality start to shine through we've seen her kind of gain a little more um like boldness in what she does and we've been very proud of her lately but you still see the hints of that especially when it comes to her sisters like when it comes to defending them she's gotten a lot better at standing her ground but when it comes to against them she still chooses to hold back and take that middle sister role so it's interesting to see like her mindset on you know why why it's okay why she's doing it you know why she just lets it happen and i want to see if that maybe changes throughout the episode yeah and it's really interesting because i mean i guess those roles you have in your family are so cemented yeah so i get how it's hard to break from that like i think it's a lot easier to stand up for yourself and like grow in newer relationships versus a relationship you've been in your entire life exactly exactly i totally agree And, you know, then just adding in the little things that are annoying her more and more. And, of course, the fact that she's there with Leo venting about what's going on with her sisters is really strong, really realistic. Right. And we see him supporting her in a way that's not, like, bashing her sisters, which I feel like if they were doing that, it would have felt wrong. Right. Um, And it felt really right the way he's like, well, you know, you have to speak up for yourself or say no to them. Mm -hmm. It felt like he was, he's very much there for her, but without, you know attacking her family or anything and i love that about leo yes definitely and also i mean just the who stole who's malibu barbie in 1979 such a funny line and so true i mean you could be fighting with your sister about anything and then all of a sudden it's about a whole nother fight exactly (laughs) things just escalate with siblings so easily we know we know we most certainly know (laughs) so now in the living room Piper brings out the appetizers as people continue to argue and Phoebe walks in and tries to sneak past her but Piper notices her and she walks over to her and Phoebe says that she needs a huge favor 
And Piper's like, oh, no, you don't. And Piper freezes the room. And she's like, Phoebe, this is not fair. And she's like, I know it's not, but the last thing I expected was for Cole to ask me out. So would you please cover for me? And she's like, I already rescheduled my doctor's appointment twice. And Phoebe's like, well, Leo was a doctor before he died. And then um, (laughs) she's like, I would really never ask, but this is important. He wants to have the talk. You know, are we a couple? Are we on a one-nighter? Are we friends? Are we friends that had a one-nighter? And Piper's like, okay, I get it. And then Leah walks up with the water and asks if she's planning on unfreezing the neighbors. And Phoebe's like, Piper, just this once, you know how much I want this relationship to work. And she's like, well, I guess I don't have much of a choice. And then Phoebe hugs her and heads upstairs. And she tells Leo that he has to help her with this meeting. But then they call him and he orbs out. And she's like, you chicken. And uh, she unfreezes the room and everyone starts arguing some more. Poor Piper. I know. Poor girl is like really getting the runt of it today. No, literally. They are always calling Leo away so conveniently. I know. Perfect timing. Like, oh, they happen to call. Sure, Leo. <laughs> He's really just orbing to a bar. <laughs> sure. He's just hanging out with his buddies at yeah. the golf course. Coming up with excuses. He already knows all the answers. He just wants a little break. <laughs> He's like, I'm not dealing with those neighbors. Yeah, Fuck that. Not my problem. <laughs> Again, another realistic sister scene, though. Um, the back and forth between them is really working here. And it really does remind me of me with my own siblings, like <laughs> at home, though. Like, yeah. And it's just really how things go, you know? And I love it. It's funny. And um, also, it's just, you know, again, seeing Phoebe, how much she wants this to work, how much she needs to have this conversation, and Piper, you know, being annoyed but still supporting her and, like, wanting the same for her. Right. That's a sweet, very sweet thing about Piper is that she will do that. She'll still be there for you and want what's best for you and what makes you happy and is willing to kind of take the the bad in order for you to get that. Yeah, and also, apparently, I mean, third doctor's appointment in one day. I know. It's not like she has any trouble rescheduling these appointments, so... <laughs> doesn't really matter they're just like okay come in in two hours yeah so it's all good bizarre at this point they might as well just do a house call they're doing everything else for her i know seriously it's bizarre to me you just have no other patients but her (laughs) so then we're outside and cole's car pulls up and he says andres's name and he teleports in next to him then he's like if phoebe's right piper will be primed and ready for you And he's like, I thought we were starting with Phoebe. And Cole says, we did. I did. She's the reason Piper's angry, and she'll be the reason Prue gets angry. You just make sure you're there to capitalize on that. And he's like, don't you need me to enrage all three of the sisters for your plan to work? And Cole's like, you infect Piper and Prue. I'll bring Phoebe back home. They'll blame her for everything. He's like, your legend is well-deserved, Balthazar. You know, for someone about to score one of the biggest victories in centuries... You don't seem very happy about it. And Cole's like, just do your job and gets out of the car. That's so sweet, though. Like, it makes me it makes me love him and hate him again because he's trying so hard to. I mean, to be fair. He is a demon, so he only knows evil, but he's got this sweet side of him that's trying to stop him. He's got this conscience in him. And I don't know where it came from, like. That demons can have that. So we kind of like. Maybe as we learn more about him, we can figure that out where this came from. But it makes me really sad for him. It makes it hard for me to, like, want him gone, you know? 
Yeah, no, definitely. And just seeing his protectiveness for Phoebe, because at first he's like, oh, you should have gone after Phoebe. But then he's like, no, no, no. I took care of it. Yeah, Don't yeah. worry about her. She's mine. I got it. Don't worry. <laughs> I got her under control. Exactly. And I mean, of course, the way that other demons aren't picking up on what he's doing, right? He's yeah. like, your legend is well-deserved. What a good plan. Because they just see the manipulation. They don't see that he's acting out of love for Phoebe here. Right, trying to protect her here. That's crazy. Yeah. I love it. And then not even to be to not even be very excited about scoring what every demon in like the planet wants to do. And I love the way when like other demons start to pick up on what he's doing a little bit, he's like, don't fucking worry about it. Yeah, like let it go. Mind your business. So now we are uh, back in the living room and people are continuing to argue. Piper tries to offer up some suggestions to the neighbors, but they just continue to fight. And then the doorbell rings and Phoebe walks past all dressed up. And she's like, Piper's like, Phoebe, those are my earrings. And she just ignores her. And Phoebe opens the door for Cole and they leave together. And then back in the living room, through the window... Andrus hits Piper with like this red ball and Piper gets like filled with this rage and she's like all right everybody shut up I've had it with your petty problems your stupid fence and your flower beds there are bigger problems in the world to worry about just get a life and grow up and then one of the women is like you can't speak to us like that and then Piper's like oh yeah and she throws the food across the room and people scream and look shocked and then Andrus is looking through the window very, window, very entertained about this. And Piper's like, everybody, get out of my house. Out of my house before I throw you out. We love it. We love we love a pissed love. off Piper. Oh my god, I love a pissed off Piper. Like, it reminds me of the Horseman episode, you know? I was like, yes, you go, girl. I love it. The scene is so funny. It's so comical. It's so over the top. And just the little, like, sister moment of, like, those are my earrings. Yeah, like- it works perfectly. <laughs> The flow, everything here is really great. And I love seeing like Piper infected and I'm really excited to see like the other sisters get infected yeah. and what it'll do to them too. Exactly. And she's so right. Like these problems they're complaining about are so stupid. The dumbest, dumbest issues I've ever heard. <laughs> like this is why I could never be part of a group like this. Like, like don't tell me what to do with thing? my house. I know. Like I bought this that property. sounds stupid. It is. So then we're at the restaurant and people are like salsa dancing and Cole and Phoebe are sitting at a table laughing about a story that she's telling him. And he's like, you've come a long way, haven't you? She's like, yeah, yeah, I think I have. Of course, I'm still living with my two sisters and still going to college. You know, eventually I'd like to work past that. And she laughs and he's like, you don't like living with your sisters? And she says, it's more out of necessity, but enough about me. Tell me about you. Am I the only person with a past here? And he says, mine's not very interesting. She's like, more secrets, and looks down. He's like, I don't like to talk about my past much, or my family. I lost them a long time ago. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I know how that feels. I never knew my mother, and my father left when I was really little. So we were raised by my grandmother, and she's not with us anymore. And he says, but you still have your sisters. And she smiles and she says, yeah, and I thank God for them every day. I don't know what I'd do if I lost them. Are you okay? He's like, Phoebe, there's something I have to tell you. 
And then he stops and says, I'm a terrible dancer. And she's like, you're a terrible dancer. Something tells me that's not what you were going to say. And then the music changes to like a slow song. And she tells him to come on. She's like, if we're not going to talk about us and we're not going to talk about you, we're going to dance. And so they get up and they're like dancing really close and holding each other. And it's like very cute and intimate. So again, very good scene. You can see Cole try to like hint those things about the sisters and obviously his plan. But you could see that he feels bad once Phoebe admits like, no, I thank God for them every day. I wouldn't know what to do without them. And he obviously was about to share something, you know, knowing that it's his fault. You could see the guilt uh, in his reaction, but didn't do it. I know. And there's this like, there's this clear conflict in this scene. I mean, we're going back to that beginning scene, right? Where she's like pushing, but not too hard to know his secret. Right. And he wants to tell her, you can tell he wants to be honest with her, but he just can't. Mm -hmm. And it's just this really interesting dynamic because we just see Phoebe being so vulnerable, so open and just not getting it back from him. And accepting it in the end of that scene and she's like you know what if we're not going to talk we're going to do something fun exactly and that's very phoebe like i definitely know that aspect of her personality but i like seeing that more vulnerable side and i like seeing both of them together in this scene and working so well yeah it did it it flowed well together it was like both sides of her personality just shown through in this scene yes and uh, you know her revealing things about her family's past which obviously cole knows but she doesn't know he knows that because he knows everything about her because he read a whole file on her and i think seeing like the emotions behind her like her not just being something on a piece of paper to him anymore actual person now is like it's what their relationship is based on i mean he went into this thinking i know everything about you and i'm going to use that to my advantage only to meet the actual person whose story that is and fall for her right exactly so now we're in the kitchen and it's nighttime Prue is on the phone apologizing for missing the shoot and asking for another chance. Piper is, like, angrily and loudly cleaning around her, and Prue asks where Phoebe is, and Piper says the little witch is not home yet. And Prue says tomorrow at P3 will not be a problem. And Piper takes the phone from her, and she's like, hi, actually, you know what? It is, and hangs up. And Prue's like, do you have any idea who that was? And Piper's like, I could care less. And they start arguing. She's like, what is your problem? Piper says, you are. Get your own damn club and keep your paws off of mine. Prue's like, okay, whoa, obviously somebody needs a mitol. And then Piper says, and I am so sick of all your stuff laying around. If you can't put your equipment away, then I will. And she throws one of her camera equipment things on the ground. And Andrus appears in the window and hits Prue with the anger ball that he hit Piper with. And then Prue gets all pissed off, too, and goes over and grabs the food processor and throws it on the floor. And they're both just looking at each other pissed. And it's, like, kind of funny to see. <laughs> it looked so dramatic and, like, unreal, but, like, it was kind of, it kind of worked perfectly. You know? I also just love that they're just breaking equipment. It's like, yeah, you love food? Fuck yeah, I know. food processor. You love your camera? Bye. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> And it really is showing that, like, anger going way beyond normal anger because, like, you don't just break someone's stuff. That's, like, super, like, unhealthy behavior. 
but it's really funny you could see that like it's obviously those are the thoughts that things that you want to do but you never actually do it and this guy kind of brings it to the surface and makes it happen and it's yes. kind of funny to see them do that to each other and also like the effect on like prue's job like piper taking that phone and hanging know, up and being like no <laughs> yeah like that could actually get her in some serious trouble but whatever also when piper's like my club my club my club all three of you own that club though like i know yeah. you run it but like technically didn't prue kind of like pay for that club a little bit yeah put a loan out on the house or something right yeah like not really just your club also the little like might all joke i know it's probably product placement i know that's how it works but like you're saying she's angry because she's on her period yeah, i hate that like come Wait, on product placement yeah like, like advertising it in that? yeah like Is you mentioned products and then they pay you for it being mentioned in the really episode. i didn't know that okay but yeah i didn't like that at all like obviously somebody needs a might all like i hate that such a, it reminds me of, like, guys, when guys assume that you're angry just because you're on your period or this and that. Like, women don't actually take that assumption with each other, you know? No, I mean, it literally. can happen, but, like... Like, I've never that. had, like, a woman in my life be upset about something. I'm like, Ugh, you're on your period. Yeah, what are you, on your period or something? Like... <laughs> like, let me go grab you a tampon, babe. Yeah, it literally, like, nobody does that. And, I mean talk about like i mean at best it's like are you pmsing right now like yeah. you know what i mean when they're acting different but that's you know it's not it's just like i'm assuming a man wrote this episode i didn't check but based on that line it's just just that one assumption. line it's very clear who wrote this episode though most of the sister stuff in this episode is really good so yeah so we'll, we'll give props to that it is probably the one thing that i was like eh, yeah about but exactly so then we're outside and Cole's car pulls up and they have the top down and Phoebe's saying that she had a great time and he says better than being at the homeowners meeting. She's like, mm, a little. And then she's like, okay, you're married. And he's like, what? She's like, that's the big secret. You're married. You have three kids, a little dog and a really cute cat, right? And I'm the seven year itch. He's like, you found me out. And they both start laughing. Mm -hmm. She's like, you can't get anything past me. He says, no, I guess not. She's like, um, about the other night. Are you sorry that we, uh, he's like, not at all. Are you? And she says, depends on what happens next. He says, too bad you can't predict the future. Nah. <laughs> and she's like, who says I can't? And then they smile and kiss. And that's when Andrus walks up and sees the two of them. And him and Cole, like, make eye contact. And Cole pulls away from Phoebe. She asks him if he wants to come in, and he says that he needs to get back to the case. So they kiss one more time, and then she turns to go. And he's like, Phoebe? And she's like, yeah. And he says, goodbye. And she says, night. And she leaves. And he watches her as she walks up the stairs, and then we see Andrus standing in the yard as Cole drives away. My heart here. That was so sad. Goodbye and good night. That one got me. You could tell he's feeling the regret. He's trying so hard to like stick to this, but he, that love is just, it's coming to the surface. You can't hide that, Cole. I know. Can't hide that. 
And I love their like banter. Like they're so cute with each other. They're so playful and like, like playful, awkward little banter is so cute. Like in the beginning of a relationship, I think yes. it's adorable. And I love how we go from that in the beginning with you know you're married, whatever, to all of a sudden like this really vulnerable moment of like, are you sorry about mm-hmm. what happened? And I think that it's just it just feels so real like I feel so in these moments with them throughout the episode the writing is so good here it is it's very legit it's so good and like they're really making the most of it like the chemistry between these two is insane and that's why I think no matter what manipulative bullshit he's pulling I'm still shipping it yeah still loving it because they banter with each other so well they play off each other so well and the emotions it's so realistic it's so relatable and understandable like it's it's just so you it sucks you right in every time you can't you can't not love it I know and it also helps that they're two of the hottest people I've ever seen in my entire life quite literally (laughs) quite literally the case but that's not all it is there's more to it yes there's more to it it's the uh still the emotion and like Andrus is picking up on things he 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 noticed yeah he noticed right there he kind of saw like oh you're he's down bad yeah he's like this isn't what I thought it was yeah you got it bad. And I'm curious to see what that's going to do. Right. So, in the living room, Piper and Prue are continuing to argue as Phoebe walks in the door. And Phoebe's like, hey guys, what's going on? And they both yell at her to shut up. And Prue's like, you know what? I'm sorry I didn't check with you about your stupid little club. But I was too busy being the only witch concerned about the triad. And Piper says, oh right, without the mighty Prue Halliwell, we'd all be dead. Get over yourself, Prue. And Phoebe's like, uh, sisters, what's gotten into you two? And then Andres approaches the window, and Prue starts yelling at Phoebe about the gas, and Piper tells her the world doesn't revolve around her. And Prue's like, yeah, so while you get to spend the night screwing the DA, we are stuck picking up your slack. And Phoebe gets hit with an anger ball, and she turns into one of our little monsters, and she's like, what's the matter, Prue? Jealous? All work and no play making you even more boring? And she's like, oh yeah, Phoebe, there's a lot to be jealous of. Jealous that I'm still in school. Jealous that I'm still unemployed. And jealous that I'm still living off my sisters. And Piper's like, yeah, Graham said you'd never amount to anything. And Prue's like, I'm so sick of the fact that I've been saddled with the two of you my entire life. And Phoebe starts to leave and Piper calls her immature. And Prue says that she inherited dad's talent for bailing. And Phoebe says that's because the two of us couldn't deal with living with the two of you. And Piper says, well, at least I'm not so stupid I had to do college twice. Phoebe says, well, at least I actually had the courage to go go away to college. What's the matter, Piper? Real world too much for you? I'm so sick of the two of you ganging up on me and judging me. And Prue says, I'm so sick of saving your asses. And Piper says, I'm so sick of being taken for granted and those earrings are mine and pulls them out of Phoebe's ear. Ouch. Yeah, that hurts. (laughs) And then they all start fighting and throwing things at each other, and then they kind of use their powers on each other. Like, uh, I guess, one of them threw something, Prue used her telekinesis to move it towards Phoebe, and Phoebe levitated out of the way, and Piper froze it. So they all use their powers on each other, and they all look around upset, and it's quiet, and then Phoebe just walks out the door, and Andrus teleports away. And then up in the attic, we see that the Triquatra on the Book of Shadows separates into three pieces. So they lost their power. Yes. 
I think I rewatched that scene like twice. I love it. Like, I think it's so good. It works so good. You know, we see the three of them arguing with each other. It fits in perfectly. Your their personalities shown through and you can each understand the basis of their arguments, like come from real things, but it's, it works so well for me. And then the fact that they found a way to use their, like make it so that they use their powers on each other to lose their powers beautiful beautiful yeah i'm so conflicted because like if we didn't have that final battle scene of the episode i would have said this is the strongest scene of the episode yeah but i think that one's just a little bit more for me but i do love this scene i think the arguments they feel just slightly beyond realistic like that's why it works so well Mm -hmm. with what the demon's power is right because they're saying things that aren't true just to hurt each other which isn't something they'd normally do in an argument Mm -hmm. and it just works really well because you could see the way they're really saying exactly what'll get under the person's skin they know as sisters what it is you know and i mean phoebe feeling like she's ganged up on i understand it because i feel like that's something she feels a lot um in the pressure of her life But at the same time, I mean, they're kind of all attacking each other. There is a little bit of both of them, like, going at Phoebe. But I think, like, Phoebe's taking it a lot more personally than it really is. Than it really, yeah, exactly. They're all attacking each other. And I mean, the Graham's comment was way too far. Yeah, that was a little messed up of Piper to say. She just kind of threw that in there for no reason. Though I love, like, Phoebe's comeback when she's, like, saying about her and their dad yeah, that, like, know, they that couldn't stand we, them. The two of us couldn't deal with living with the two of you. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was funny. Gotcha there. But yeah, I mean, the special effects, the chemistry between all of them, and just the pacing of this scene is really, really strong. So I really loved Agreed. this one. Agreed. Probably one of my favorite scenes in the episode. Yeah. So So then we're still in the living room. It's a little bit later, and Prue and Piper are both cleaning up, and Leo orbs in. And Piper asks him what's wrong, and he's like, You tell me. And Piper's like, Well, we had a little, and Prue's like, Tiff. And Leo says, Must have been more than little because they felt it. Whatever happened severed the power of three. And Prue's like, Leo, that's not possible. And he picks up this, like, bowl and tells Piper to freeze it, and it just falls to the ground and breaks. And then Prue tries to move the glass, and nothing happened. She's like, what happened to our powers? And Piper admits that their fight was big, and Leo asks what triggered it, and they start talking about, like, all the little things that they were upset about. And Prue's like, it's weird. I mean, we were angry, but we shouldn't have been that angry. It was almost like something... And Piper says, something sort of came over us. And Prue says something like Belthazor. And Leo says that doesn't track because no matter what he does, he doesn't have the power to take yours away. So back to your argument. You yelled and you threw stuff? Piper says we did a little more than that. Prue says we used our powers. And Leo's like, on each other? And you see like both of their faces just look so ashamed in that moment. And he says, your powers are rooted in your bond as sisters. Using them against each other must have severed that bond. You need to repair the damage to your relationship fast, because without your powers, you are extremely vulnerable. So you need to get Phoebe, and Prue says Phoebe's gone. He's like, where? Little exposition heavy here. Yeah, a little bit. But I, it worked, though. Like, it, it worked for me, you know? Like, the description, them kind of figuring out and working through, like, 
oh, maybe somebody caused this, you know? Now that we're looking back on it and going over what happened, kind of sounds like someone influenced it. So it worked for me that... Yeah, I think more of what, like, I'm talking about is where Leo's like, your powers are rooted in your bond as sisters. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay. Like, we get it. We We get why it severed the power of three. It makes sense. Understood. But it's okay. Didn't take too far. Yeah, and I mean, them jumping to the idea that it was probably, like, Balthazar that had something to do with it makes sense to me because, again, like they were saying, like, they shouldn't have been this angry about all the little things that were going on. Right. So... Then we move to Cole's apartment, and Cole is in Balthazar form, and he's chanting with the athame in his hand, and then there's a knock at the door, and Phoebe is outside the door and calls his name, and he closes the closet with all his, you know, weird little demon stuff, and approaches the door, answering it as Cole, and she looks super sad, and she's like, hi, and he's like, Phoebe, what are you doing here? And she says, I don't, I don't know. I'm sorry. I know it's really late. Can I come in? And he says, yeah, sure. And he steps back and they go in and she starts crying and says, I had nowhere else to go. And he hugs her and he says, it's okay. I'm glad you came. What happened? And she tells him that she got into a huge fight with her sisters and he tells her that she's safe there while he looks over at the closet and like holds her. Uh, I don't know how to feel. I know. It's like you set her up to be this sad. I know. You did this to her. Like, this is all your fault, bitch. You did this. It's fucked up. And then you're comforting her, even though you're the one that hurt her. I know. And obviously, you have the intentions to kill her here. I mean, I I know. You wanted this to happen. I feel like I can't even talk about, like, my feelings until we watch the, like, second half of this scene. Yeah. So, but like, yeah, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get a little deeper into it. Also, like, I'll just say, I forgot about like him walking over the door as Balthazar and then like shifting into Cole. Oh, so I was like, is he about to answer the door as Balthazar? Yeah, like, I know. What the I fuck really is going on? About that. You know what else? Is this the first that we saw that Leo can shapeshift to? I think it is. We didn't even mention that earlier in the episode. Like, I don't think we've ever seen and like form energy balls. Well, I guess that makes sense out of like because you know he's a being of light and that energy. But it was yeah. I because I think the only other time we've seen something with like morphing like that has been from evil beings. Like we've never seen a good person do that. Right. We didn't know that white lighters had that power. So that's another new thing that we saw from Leo. I mean, there was one time where we saw him levitating. This was in, like, what, season one? Yes. And then we know that he can teleport and heal, but I guess now he can shapeshift, too. I don't know why he doesn't... If he's got all these powers, why don't you just be the one to, like, (laughs) fight these demons, you know? Got a lot more going for you than the sisters. (laughs) No, really. They used to have, like, one little power. I know. Maybe two. I know. At best, and... I don't know. Yeah, no, but I, I forgot. I can't believe we just went right past that. But yeah, yeah, we never knew that Leo could shapeshift before, and now we know. I totally forgot this was the first time. Yeah. And like that he can apparently mimic other beings' powers. Yeah. Leo's the most powerful one here. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. It's not Prue, it's Leo. It is. The power of one is Leo Wyatt. <laughs> we figured it We cracked the code. We cracked the code. <laughs> but anyways... 
So then we are in the attic and Prue and Piper are scrying for Phoebe, but it isn't working. Then we see Leo looking in the book and he finds Andrus and they realize that they gave him the opening to attack by already being angry at each other. Right. So back at Cole's apartment, Phoebe's saying, I was just so angry and I said such horrible things to them and I didn't even really mean any of it. And then they hug again and she sees that he's got tears on his shirt and apologizes. And then he goes over to get her a tissue and goes into the closet and grabs the athame. And Phoebe is talking about underlying issues and he asks if this has ever happened before. She said, not like that. I mean, we used to fight all the time when we were little, you know. But since we moved in together, we just, we got really close. And he's walking closer with the athame tucked in his waistband and... She's like, we've been through so much together. And he sits down next to her and she touches his face and thanks him for listening and being there for her. And they start making out a little bit and he reaches for the knife and holds it up to her. But then as they're making out, you can see he just kind of sinks in and puts the knife down. And Cole's like, I can't. And he's, she's like, what do you mean? And he stands up and he's like, oh, Phoebe, you need to go home now. And she's like, what? Why? And he says, because you're vulnerable right now, I don't, we shouldn't do this. You need to go home and figure out what happened. And she's like, you're right, I do. And then she walks over to the door and he opens it for her. And they kiss and she thanks him and leaves. Oh my god, you guys. This scene is so wild. I can't believe it. Yeah. He was so, so intense. He couldn't do it. He couldn't hurt her. He couldn't kill her. I can't believe it. Like, it's so hard to watch this because we see that she's there just trusting him. Mm -hmm. And she has no idea what their conversation is really about. Yep. She's being so vulnerable about it. And she's like, you know what? You're right. Like, I should go home and make up with my sisters. But really, he just needs an excuse to keep her away so that nothing happens to her. You know, that he doesn't give into that urge because he can't yeah because she doesn't realize this vulnerability isn't about her being upset it's about her losing her powers which she doesn't even know happened Mm -hmm. and she's got no idea and i love the like doubleness of this scene like it's really strong it's again really well written really well acted by these two and that moment with like the knife like you're so scared for a second i have to imagine as a first time viewer oh my god and then you see the truth that he just can't fucking do he it. And it's like, it. and I it's love it. Phenomenal. I love this scene. Another really amazing scene here. Agreed. But then it all gets ruined because Andrus teleports <laughs> in. He's like, so the rumors are true. You've fallen for a witch. He's like, what are you doing here? Get out. He's like, the great Balthazar. Who would have ever thought? I can hardly see what the triad will do when I tell them you failed. And uh, Cole's like, I'll kill you before you ever get the chance. He's like, yeah, then you really are a traitor, aren't you? And he morphs into, like, Balthazar form. And Andrews is, like, pissed off, are you? Good, because there's something you don't know about me. I can possess my victims, too. And he teleports and, like, goes into Balthazar, who growls and then smiles, looking at his hands and then, like, going over the mirror. He's like, now let's finish what we started, shall we? And starts laughing evilly. It's so creepy. It's so creepy, but it's so good. 
Andrus done screwed us over. Also, if Andrus is this powerful, why is he even afraid of Colt? I know. I wouldn't be either. Like, I'd just be like, fuck this guy. I could do whatever I want. Yeah, possess you, do whatever. Who cares? Like, I get that he had to wait for him to be angry, but it's like, if you could just possess angry people, you could possess most demons. I feel like demons yeah, are always like, pissed off. Demons are fueled by hatred and being angry. Like, there's a lot he could do. Maybe it's like he's trying not to be a traitor. Like, maybe he has these really, like, He's got really strong morals. Yeah. <laughs> very moral-centered uh, demon. He's, like, very, um, what is it called? Like, lawful good? Like, he follows all the yeah, rules. Yeah, yeah. bad exactly. guy. Exactly. <laughs> so, back at the manor in the conservatory, Prue is on the phone with the friend of Phoebe's and then hangs up and says, so she's not at the club and none of her friends have seen her. And then Piper says, did you try Cole? And she says, no answer. Piper's like, if something happens to her, I'll never forgive myself. And Leo says, nothing is going to happen. And she says, Leo, something happened to Graham. Something happened to mom. It kind of runs in the family. And then the door opens and Phoebe walks in. And Piper goes over and hugs her and asks if she's okay. And Prue's like, where were you? And she says, I was at Cole's. And after a lot of talking and a lot of tears... He convinced me to come home and deal with what happened. And Bruce says, Balthazar is what happened. And Piper's like, he used some under, underling spirit to enrage us. And then when we fought, we lost our powers. And Phoebe's like, wait, we have no powers? That means that, and Bruce says that he's going to try and come kill us. Which when he didn't come home, we thought that he had already. And Phoebe says, no, she's fine. And then asks what they do. And Leo's like, you need to try and restore your bond of sisters. And he leaves the room for them to talk. And Prue says, a potion would be easier, huh? And Piper's like, oh yeah. Phoebe, Grams didn't say you'd never amount to anything. That was just me being mean. She was and is very proud of you. And Phoebe says, well, we all know that sometimes I'm not the most responsible person in the world. And Prue says, but you've grown up a lot and I'm sorry if I don't treat you like you have all the time. She says, it's okay. And since mom died, Piper's like, you did take care of us and you do still look out for us all the time. And we don't always say thank you. Sometimes we take you for granted. And Prue says, I don't think I'm the one who's been taken for granted around here. And they all smile. And Phoebe says, do you think we have our powers back? So, I mean, this is really well done. I like seeing that worry from the sisters in the beginning and then it kind of getting solved when Phoebe walks in and then all coming from this place of like they realize they fucked up and they don't really know how to talk about it that feels really realistic really family really strong yeah like in the beginning they that's kind of how it starts you know when you're really angry and take things out like that in the moment you don't realize what you're saying and how bad it is after they've all come apart and had time to think about it and now they're like worried that like is this the last thing that i'm going to have said to phoebe and they come together and are able to kind of discuss that and be like I don't know what to say. We all kind of screwed up here, didn't we? You know, is like a mutual. Yeah. And the way they really have to work on their issues and not sweep it under the rug, mm -hmm. which I feel like is so instinctive in a moment like this. Like, yeah. I know even like with me and like Ash, especially when we fight, like, I feel like I never say sorry to Ash for things. I'm always just like, okay, we're cool again. Yeah. You know what I that's mean, that's such mean. a sister thing to do. So having to actually sit there and be like, this is why I fucked up must be so difficult. Yeah, it's got to be weird because as siblings, it's not typical to do that. You know, it's not typical to work through things like that. You just kind of are like, whatever this happened, but like, 
you know, it is what it is. Yeah. We move on. I said the worst thing you could ever say to a person to you, but, like, now we're cool. Yeah, we're cool. <laughs> 20 minutes later is what it is. Like, want to go to Starbucks with me? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it is. That's how me and Caitlin are, too, especially, like, I don't know, we will come at each other hard, and then an hour later, we're just like... Like, it's the most personal attacks possible, and then it's just like, it's like we're good. Worst thing, like, if it was anybody but a sibling, like, even my mom, like, I'm like, no. Or, like, in a relationship, it's, like, completely different. Like, you have to talk these things out and apologize to each other in any other circumstance except when you're siblings. Yeah. That's when it's just, like, an unspoken... We're like, fine. the forgiveness is just there. It's yeah. so weird the way that it works. It is really weird. It's so weird. <laughs> Who even knows? But they couldn't do that. They really had to work on their issues. And I think you do see them, like, really admitting things that show how much they really do care about and respect yeah. each other, even if it's not something you're saying every minute. Because it would be weird if every five seconds it's like, I really appreciate all the things you do for me. Yeah, exactly. But it's nice that they all were able to admit that, like, hey, I do have this respect for you, you know? And yeah. I mean, even and in the beginning when uh, Leo's like, oh, nothing's going to happen and try to reassure her. And she's like, well, something happened to Graham. Something happened to mom. I kind of didn't think about how much trauma that must hold in them, like how much like PTSD they must have. Like if it was me, it's like every time one of them would leave the house, I'd be so worried that like something's going to go wrong, you know? Especially since they're so constantly putting themselves in the line of danger. Exactly. And so it must be really hard when they're not working together as a team to like have those moments. And I mean, even working together as a team, something could still happen, but at right. least they like have each are other there with each rely other. on and be there together. Exactly. And like the amount of loss these young women have suffered really is so much. I know. It's really sad. It is. And I feel like we don't think about it all the time because it's, like, such a show that's so focused on, like, the fun aspects and kind of, right. like, their powers and these demons of the week. But, like, sometimes I forget, like, wow, they've really been through so much. So much shit. So much shit. These ladies have been through a lot. Yeah, definitely. Props to them. They're do you're doing great, ladies. You are. I know I don't say this all the time. But, but I appreciate <laughs> you and I'm really proud of you exactly. all. Exactly. So much respect for you. Lots of respect. <laughs> so then we see the doors swing open and Balthazar walks in. They try to use their powers, but it doesn't work. And Phoebe like looks up at the sky and is like, we worked on our issues. And Leo comes up behind Balthazar and like hits him with a chair, but it does absolutely nothing. He just like smacks Leo across the room and knocks him out. And Prue says that she'll hold him off, but they're like, no, we're in this together no matter what. And then we flash upstairs and we see the, like, Triquatra reform on the Book of Shadows. And as Balthasar starts walking closer and throws an electricity ball at them, Prue uses her power to throw it back at him. And then we see Andrus fly out of Balthasar's body. And Prue's like, okay, that's new. And Phoebe's like, demon with demon filling. And Balthasar's like, nobody crosses me and then throws an electricity ball at Andrus and vanquishes him. Then he picks up the knife and the sisters get in their positions. Phoebe kicks him and like falls back. Then he throws the knife towards Piper and she freezes it. Prue Astral projects behind him and kicks him closer to Piper who slashes him in the side and a piece of his flesh like falls on the floor. And then he smacks Piper across the room. Prue goes back into her body and throws him through the window using telekinesis and everyone's starting to get up, and then we go to the lawn where Balthazar shifts into Cole and then, like, teleports out. And the sisters go to look, like, where he was and see that he's gone. 
And Piper picks up, like, the slice of flesh. And Phoebe's like, at least now we can work on a Vanquishling spell. And Piper says, well, we better hurry before Belfazor's encore. So that was a really good little fight scene between all of them. Like, this scene, I assume, is the one you were talking about when you were like, well, there's another one that's better. Yeah, this was great. This was a really good scene. Fight all together, the way they work together, the way they chose to like no we're not leaving each other we're in this together and got their powers back from that fight off Belthazar get rid of Andreas like it just it worked perfectly yeah there's something really strong about everything this scene the choreography the acting the use of all the different characters it's again those scenes we talk about where there's a lot of chaos the show does it really well yeah they do they put it form it together perfectly every time yes and, you know, this the resolution of them getting their powers back totally worked for me. I like the way that they work together and we see, like, Cole not letting himself be betrayed. And then, of course, he's hurt. So I don't know what's going to yeah, happen there. Yeah, I know. Now Cole is actually hurt. He's got a slice of his body off of him. And I'm excited to see where this is going to go. Also, the Belthazor flesh, so gross. Yeah, very gross looking. Gross. Nasty. So, now we are at P3. Which, wild, they were just talking about how worried they were about Belthazor coming back, but then they just go to P3. I know, literally. <laughs> they they thought he was coming back, and now they're just at P3. Like, okay. Whatever. Sure. They don't care anymore. So, now they're at P3, and it's later, and a band is playing, and Piper, or I'm sorry, Prue walks through the crowd and over to the alcove where her sisters are. And they ask her about her photo shoot, and Piper says next time she can use the club if there is some warning. And Prue asks about her doctor's appointment, and Piper says that everything was normal except my stress level. And then Phoebe mentions that the HOA people worked everything out and asked what Piper said to them. And she's like, nothing, I just spoke my mind. And Prue says, maybe you should handle all the meetings. And Piper's like, no, absolutely not. Phoebe said, wow, you're getting good at saying no, and she laughs, and Phoebe's like, anyways, I think it's good that we got everything out on the table, and for the sake of innocence everywhere, I think we should always just tell each other how we feel. And Piper says, well, not always, we might kill each other. And she says, okay, then most of the time, just enough to keep demons away from splitting us up. And Prue says, I agree with that. And Phoebe's looking at the stairs waiting, and Prue's like, haven't heard from Cole yet, huh? And she's like, no, I still can't figure that guy out, but I will. Dun, dun, dun. We know what that means. We know what that means. Where are we going with this? We know what's coming. We know. Mm-hmm. Again, I like this little, this is more like just a conclusion wrap up to the sister moment, um, to the episode of them figuring things out and deciding, okay, from here on out, we should handle things a little differently. Yeah. And like that little bit of growth in Piper being able to say no to them. Them kind of being able to understand where each other were coming from in the fight. And we see them making progress, right? They didn't just say, okay, let's go back to the way things were. They're actually working on improvement. And hopefully they will continue and, you know. Right. And it's definitely got to be somewhat of a motivator, like even Phoebe said, you know, for innocence everywhere. Like, not just for us, but for the world's sake. Because if they if we lose this, then we lose our ability to help people, you know? So that's kind of definitely a big motivator to keep them on track with that. Yes, exactly. So then we go to our final scene of the episode, 
We're in the triad's lair, and Balthazar teleports into the circle, holding his stab wound. And the first triad guy's like, I warned you about what would happen if you failed us. And another one's like, he's done more than fail us. He's betrayed us. And then the other one's like, you've betrayed the source. And then the first one says, you showed sympathy to the witches. And the next one says, and squandered a golden opportunity. And then he starts like forming a fireball in his hand. He says, you are allowed one final statement. And Cole closes his eyes and says, I've got nothing to say except... And then he pulls the knife out of his waistband and throws it at one of them. And then another one goes to throw a fireball at him and he teleports behind the other and just like snaps his fucking neck and then throws an electricity ball at the last one. And they're all dead and he starts yelling. Absolutely insane. And this is how we end our episode. So Cole just very easily vanquished the triad. I know, like it was so easy for him to just go in there and kill the triad. I don't know how because i thought they were like higher beings higher power i don't even fucking know but whatever he did it he killed them and it didn't like it they didn't put up that good of a fight no like they, they didn't, didn't even get any shots in it was just like zero fights that was probably the worst fight scene of the episode like that was crazy and but he got them though dude he just he knew this love they were gonna kill him and he knew that he failed and that he loves phoebe now and also, he's injured, and he had this easy of a time. Like, the triads suck. Yeah, they suck. They obviously suck. But yeah. it is what it is. That's crazy, though. They're gone, and I can't wait to see how this affects the future. What's going to happen to him now? Is he going to be in trouble? Is he going to go to Phoebe and tell her the truth? And Are we going to finally meet out? the source now? Yeah, maybe. Because he just killed the triad, and I feel like that's the that's only thing the next about that. step, right? It's what it sounds like, so... Based on what we've seen, that's what it seems like. So I think we have a lot of questions, a lot to look forward to in the next episode, up, upcoming episodes. Yes. Very exciting. It's about to go down, everybody. It sure is. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Final thoughts on the episode? It was great. This is like, honestly, always been one of, uh, I wouldn't say one of my favorites, but like, I've always thought of this as a great episode. Loved it. Very good to watch. A lot goes down. It's entertaining. It works well emotion-wise and everything about it. It's just, I don't really have any notes. Yeah, no, I will say very strong episode. I feel like this is one of these episodes that's so important, so strong. Yeah. But not going into spoilers, the next episode is very memorable. So much so that I kind of forget about yeah, this Yeah, it one. overpowers this episode. But this is a really good episode. And sometimes I forget that the next episode isn't this episode like i kind of combine the two so yeah. to me it's like a yeah i don't know it's weird but once we get there you guys will see exactly it does why. very much feel like a two-parter i will it agree does. with you yeah i mean it more or less kind of is yeah um so we'll talk more episode. about it then yeah <laughs> we sure will thanks for listening to this week's episode if you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitched underscore pod. Or you can send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to subscribe to our Patreon, we have several monthly tiers available at patreon.com slash rewitchedpodcast. Either way, we appreciate you listening and hope you'll join us back next time for season three, episode eight, sleuthing with the enemy.